Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. Welcome to Horror Zone 607, the podcast where we talk all things horror and bring you the week's biggest horror movie news. I'm your host, Mike C., and we are back in the 8122 Production Studios on probably the hottest day in the history of time. Uh, yeah, it's really hot here in the in the Northeast, in the United States, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. First, I want to say hello to a good, good friend of mine, a dear friend of mine. Ladies and gentlemen, he's not delivery, he's DiGiorno. Everybody say hello to Rich. That's right, and that's uh, less than that delivery. Come on, let's be honest. You gotta you gotta have value but taste. And I, I like me some DiGiorno, especially the stuffed crust variety. Oh, not a fan of that. You don't like the stuffed crust? I accidentally crust got it twice. What? <laughs> not once but twice. Oh, which which is your favorite DiGiorno? I like uh the Supreme. Supreme, Pizza. but just regular crust, regular rising regular crust. crust, not not thin crust, regular you, rising I, crust, regular rising crust. I sure. got you. Not not the breadstick pizza. They have no, a decent, they have a decent like breadstick either. pizza. See, this is where you, you're disconnect. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta live on the edge, brother. Well, I generally make my edge. own pizza, and it's much better. Well, of course. I mean, making your own is better. Getting it. Uh, we live in uh, the greater Binghamton area in the 607, and in the Binghamton area, we have a ton of local pizza places that are amazing. So I don't know why you would even you know think about getting DiGiorno or P- Pizza Hut or Papa John's. I mean, every once in a while, you got to break down and get one of them five dollar pizzas from. Uh, little Caesars just because it's five dollars. I it's used to do that. That's hot and ready. That's the only used reason to live I kind of near one, so it was easy to yeah, get. Yeah, that's why I'm saying that's the only reason I get them is occasionally I'm like, you know what? I could take a hot and ready pizza, but outside of that, I go to local places because they're amazing around here. Yeah, you got places for round slices, you got places for square slices, you got places for deep dish, and then you got Brosetti's. And then you got Brosetti's. Yeah, seven nine seven nine nine six zero. That's right, and uh, that is its, its own thing. Yeah, because they they, they taste. You have to be in the mood for Brosettis. I love. I'm one of those people that loves Brosettis, but not all the time. You know, I've only had it a few times. It was a little too sweet for me. I know it's because they they make that sweet sauce and they They put ricotta cheese in their sauce. Oh, maybe that's why Mm, it was. It wasn't bad, but that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm pointing out. I I only get a hinkering for it every once in a while because it is a little sweet on the sauce and you know a little bit cheesy. Kind of like good. us, yeah, yeah, kind of just little, like us. We're, we're we're pretty sweet and cheesy. We we really are. We really are. Well, let's get to the news because there is a ton of things to especially talk about. since the last time we uh, did the early podcast because of the Fourth of July holiday here in the. Uh, and you did say you know it's going to be about a week and a half in between our recording yeah, sessions, much. so we're going to have more news. Well, there was some big, big blockbuster news. Absolutely. The first thing I just want to mention because we kind of left off with the last show, and we're going to get into this a lot more later on, but. Oh my God! Stranger Things season three, how uh, good is that? Really good. Plus, on top of that, forty-six point two million downloads—unbelievable! Are, are watching. Sorry, as far as the first weekend it was out since July fourth. Also, eighteen point two million people have watched it in its entirety. 
Oh, yeah, I'm one of them. I know, and Ron is also one of them who is not with us this week. I refuse to watch the last episode, but we'll get into that later in Talking Horror when we give a little uh, review slash uh, just talking about, because there's reasons why I refuse, because you guys spoiled uh, that it was going to be a tearjerker, so oh. I decided to stay away from it. I don't think anybody's recovered yet. No, so that's why I said we'll talk about that later, though. Yeah. Because there's there's a lot of other news, and we're you know we're we're definitely going to talk about that a lot coming up at the end of the show later on in the last show. That's where we're going to be talking some horror. Let's talk news. We've got unconfirmed reports stating that there is not one but two Halloween films being filmed back to back that may even both release next October within weeks of each other. Yeah, I don't know if I like the weeks from each other. I don't either. Do I mean back to back years? I'm I'm happy for back to back though, and the reason why is because I would do them back to back, and if you wanted to do them, and the, well, I you're so close to the new year, you could do it right after the year and have it one month, and I'd be fine with that. The only reason I'm saying that is because I feel like if you put it out in October. And then by the end of October, you put out the next part. Aren't you stepping on your profit margin a little bit? You're going to be stepping on your own profit margin, but people are going to have one heck of a hangover of Halloween films at that point. Although, here could here could be the smart thing that's never been done before that I know of. Nobody's ever done a turnaround that quick. We've done, like, the next year, a few months later. I mean, we I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to look it up, but I think, like, six months would probably be, like, yeah. the, the, the turnaround. I don't know part. why. The first thing that comes to mind with me... Is Back to the Future two and three? Yeah, I know they, they filmed them back close. to back, but they were close. But I want to say they were probably about six months apart. Six, yeah, they from were, what I, I remember, was, I was a kid. I think it was but. like six months. But the reason why I'm saying that is because, like, in the day and age of uh, the internet and getting whatever you're getting when you're getting it, and binge watching on Netflix and Hulu and everything else that we do. I feel like people want to binge and they want to get to the end. And if you're doing a part one, part two in the sequels, what better way to binge and get to the end and just do them both? Right. And then you put them out a couple weeks apart, you give them a couple weeks, and that gives incentive to go see both. Because it's not like you can go, okay, I'm not going to go see part one of this two-parter. I'm only going to go see part two. Right. Because I'm sure they're entwined somehow. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, again, I think it's going to be too much of a hangover. You know, people are going to, I don't know. I think it's going to water it down. That's that's my concern is it's going to really water it down. And um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. And you know, I, I think it's just, I, 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 on one hand, I agree with you because I think it's too much, too much, too soon, if you will. They're too big. It's too big of a franchise right now after the last one. It's too big to do too smaller you know it just it seems like it should be a huge event for one a huge event for the other do them back-to-back years do them back-to-back octobers you put them both together you're watering down your product i I agree with you but i also want to say that i think that uh i've said it before in the show we got to strike while the iron's hot yeah who knows how long that this uh peak in horror movies is gonna go for so strike while the iron's hot get the guaranteed money i can see that being part of it but also it would be different this would be a first in my opinion unless i somebody can correct me and say hey we've done back to back in the same month before but i don't think that it has i doubt that's what we're gonna see at the end of the day yeah again it's unconfirmed right now um i saw the article on bloodydisgusting.com um it's a reputable website and the person that wrote the article said that it was coming from an extremely reliable source that was close to the situation but was also a personal friend of his and does not make these things up so 
Well, you know, it is. It's good to be reliable and everything. But that person could have also heard that they're filming back to back, and just assumed could that be. they're going to put it out back to back. That doesn't just because they're filming back to back, which we've done many a times. I mean, think about it. The Harry Potter series was pretty much shot back to back to back to back. Boom, 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 boom. Lord that, of the but Rings. it was uh, no Harry Potter. No, I'm saying Lord of the Rings. And Lord too. of the Rings was too. But but then what they did was they put them out over time, right? And then went back to the little reshoots and stuff and tweaked with the formula, whatever. But at the same point in juncture, if you think about it, they did them back to back to back to back. Lord right. of the Rings also. There's been other movies that have gone back to back as far as hey, we might as well film them at the same time, right? I mean, even Kill Bill. Yeah, Kill Bill would probably be the qu- quickest turnaround. Actually, now that I think about it, but there was a few months in between. Kill Bill Volume One and Volume I, see, Two. I felt like they were at least a year apart. They might have been. I don't know. I, don't know. I just feel like they were they were super close. But they still filmed them together. Right. But there's been a lot of cases like that. So maybe, and I'm not saying the friend is a liar or the, they're not a reliable source. But when you start hearing, okay, we're going to be doing this back to back, you know, sometimes you're like, oh, are we going to release them back to back? And then they go, yeah, why not? Right. You know, in kind of back to back to a studio or to a director might be, you know, oh, we'll release this in October and the next one in August or right. whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean, you know, in Hollywood jargon, you know, who knows? But you never know. Right. You never know. Maybe they're going to go for something interesting and new. And once again, God, I not, hope so. I'm not against it. I'm, I'm actually for it, especially if the sequel is good. If they uh, do some things that I've pitched ideas before and they do some cool stuff, I would be like anxious to see the next part right away. Right. And not have to wait like two years, i.e. like what we had to do with it. You know, we've waited basically two years for it, chapter two, and it's been a long two years. It has. I've, I've, I've been waiting. I know. I know. I know. Can't I, know. Wait. I can't wait. I cannot wait. But I mean, in this case, once again, in the world of binging everything, like I do, uh, I I would love to have it right up front. Right. That's why I don't like it about DC Universe. DC Universe puts their stuff out like TV shows. It comes out once a week. And right. I mean, after that, you can watch all of it. But that sucks. I don't like waiting. That's yeah. why I don't like television shows anymore. I didn't like waiting two years for a year and a half, whatever it was, for Stranger Things to come oh, back. Oh, yeah. Man, was it worth it. Oh, it was. But again, we'll get again, to that later. Once again, though, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I, I just, the binge watching is for, for me. And that's where everybody seems to be going. So maybe that's what they're going to try. Binge, yeah. binge movies. I guess we're going to find out. I mean, more rumored news, and this isn't anything that's really new here because it's been rumored all along, but same article said that David Gordon Green is rumored to be directing both films back-to-back. I'm sure he will be. Yeah. Uh, they did mention that Danny McBride is not writing these. He's just going to be executive producing, so that means I'm fine that, with that. I was going to say, that means Mike's back in. <laughs> Mike maybe. Was, Mike was almost at boycott level, but now that uh, there's no Danny McBride, he might be back in. Hey, this is all rumors so far, too, so it could turn out that he's going to have – maybe he's going to write, direct, produce, executive produce, dance on it show up in the movie as as 17 characters you never know he could be everything or they might throw us a real curve and uh, it'll be Jordan Peele who does all of that which will give us a fresh take oh it'd be different yeah it would definitely be be different. different definitely uh, sticking with Halloween news, uh, this is just like a little little tidbit, a little, little something or other that uh, came out this week. If you have $879,900, you're in luck because the house that was used as the Carruthers house in Halloween 4 is on the market. Wow, man. It just so happened to have $879,000 sitting on my dresser right now. You know, I, I heard about that. <laughs> I heard about that. Uh, yeah, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd have a we we'd be in a light, lot more lavish room. Yeah, that's for sure. But uh, it's no, still a nice kinda, studio. It's coming together nice. No, it is. We got decorations up. We do. But uh, uh, speaking of that, I, I'd be cool. I'd, I'd be 
interested to see the house. They are giving out tours of the house. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's not going to be a problem. Like the Amityville Horror House, the real house, You, they, they did a garage sale and they let people go in and see the first floor. This is, you can just show up. Uh, you know, when, when Amity, actually the most recent time that the Amityville house was for sale, they were checking everybody's credits. They made you show pay stubs. They weren't just letting anybody come look at that house. They were, yeah. they were you know, they wanted serious people. This one, it sounds like they're just letting any Joe Schmo, you want to come look at the house? Come on down. Here's the problem. If you buy this house, you know people are going to keep showing up anyways because yeah. uh, people like to go around and see the houses where everything is. Uh, if I look closer done. to Salt Lake City, Utah, I would too. So, oh, yeah, no, but, and I'm not blaming it, but if I was going to buy the house, make it an investment, man. Turn oh, yeah. it into a museum kind of you could do it like a haunt in october time it'd be great how cool would it be though if you buy this house you're living in this house and among the people that stop by ring your doorbell and to say hi what if danielle harris did Ooh, how cool would that be that'd be amazing and i know where your thoughts going i have nothing but pure thoughts she is a fine young lady she's a fine young lady i may or may uh, never mind yeah exactly. i'm not gonna go anywhere near that yeah but uh yeah 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 it's it is available uh, i did go back and watch halloween four and five and also got on my computer and uh, just kind of looked at the house, what it looked like then, what it looks like now. They did some serious renovations to it. Pretty it doesn't awesome. exactly look the same, but uh, pretty cool. Uh, some more big news. Uh, this just came out in the last 24 hours. This is breaking news. Sam Raimi has confirmed that he is talking about making a brand new Evil Dead movie. And I am super pumped. Oh, I am I'm, too. I'm all in. Uh, the only question I have is, is this in the new reboot universe or are we bringing Bruce Campbell back who has I'm, said that he's retired from being Ash? I'm glad that you mentioned that because there was specific about this. This is from Raimi himself. First of all, he said that he has an idea if he can talk Bruce Campbell out of retirement from playing the uh, Ash okay. role. So he's got one idea completely set to go back in canon with the original series. Uh, he also has one idea if he can get Fetty Alvarez to come back and make a sequel to his remake. Oh, so it looks like we're going to get the original plan. Possibly. So the original plan, of course, I don't know if you guys, was that they were going to do... So what was going to happen is the Evil Dead... uh, I don't want to call it a remake because it wasn't. It was a remagery. Yeah, he actually says in that article, they specifically ask him, and he says that it's in like a different corner of the room in the same universe. Yeah, so so basically what they were doing, because I mean... Uh, spoiler I guess it's not a spoiler it came out a while ago but uh, Bruce Campbell makes an appearance at the end of the movie at the fi- end credits of the uh, Evil Dead uh, the latest one the remake so well, whatever you want to call it up and she's walking down the road and he just says groovy and then no it's it. not so much that it's at the end of the credits they all go all the way through and you just see a black screen and very very just, I don't know how you'd want to they, they very uh, quietly make his face go from dim to bright and you just see the side of his face and he turns to the camera and goes groovy yeah that's it so he didn't actually have anything to do i thought i thought he pulled up anyways needless to say uh they were originally supposed to be doing a sequel in evil dead 2 to that universe and at the same time they were going to make what was being called army of darkness 2 uh starring bruce campbell to go back and do a sequel of army of darkness which is of course in the original evil dead canon and then there was going to be a third movie that was going to merge the two evil dead universes into one where the both of the stars would be together right which would have been awesome if that had happened they obviously at least up to this point they scrapped that idea and went with ash versus evil dead on stars which was phenomenal and got canceled way too soon that show was unbelievable but, uh, yeah, these are two separate ideas he's got. And he has a third idea that he would not elaborate on. Once again, like so, I said, it could all could it be, be a remake. Whole, could it be? I'm just saying it could be this whole idea again because that would be three movies. Yeah. You never know. So never maybe know. that idea is getting repitched 
again, which would be be fine because I wanted to see it the first damn time. So now I'm excited that that could possibly happen. I would love to see Bruce Campbell and um, Jane Levy. You know, mm-hmm. kind of come together in one film. Jane Levy's awesome. Oh yeah, she's Listen, great. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed the Evil Dead uh, remadgery. If you wanted to, well, she was good in that. She was good in Don't Breathe. But if there was a show called Suburgatory that used to be on ABC, it was a comedy. Um, but it was she was great in that. Real snarky. Mm-hmm. You know, she showed her her comedy side to her. But it, you know, I would love to see that happen. Um, he did also quote one more piece of this uh, this uh, article here. He was quoted as saying that he expects to, that we will be seeing some major, major action in this Evil Dead movie within the next six months. So whatever's going to happen, we're going to know in the next six months. Stay tuned to Horror Zone 607 for more information oh, as we know. Same with the Halloween story, too. I just want to mention that. When there's confirmed reports of that, when we know what's going to happen, it'll be up on our Facebook page. We'll have it on Twitter. We'll, we'll talk about it on our show in the future. There's going to be a lot of big news coming from these two franchises. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what's another big franchise that, that, that's got huge news? What, what, what do we want to see? What's a classic thing now that we've been wanting to see more of? Maybe not you. I do. Saw 9. Saw 9 is in production. This oh. It's been confirmed. It's in canon with the rest of the series. Okay. We don't know if Tobin Bell is going to be coming back to play Jigsaw. We don't know how, how the story is going to intertwine. But it's been confirmed that it's in canon. It did start production this week. That's not even the biggest news. No, it's not. The biggest news is not only is Chris Rock producing this this is coming from his mind he will be starring in the movie that's not the biggest news no no who's gonna be playing chris rock's father in the movie nick fury Mm, yes yes samuel l jackson that's right that's right i can't wait for this i'm i'm excited i the only thing that's going to excite me more is if this movie gets made and he is jigsaw yeah, a friend of mine said the same thing. He's predicting right now that Samuel L. Jackson will be Jigsaw. And Who knows? he has to drop a motherfucker. You know that's going to happen. You know, he's well, he's been caught up in the Marvel and Star Wars universe for a while. He's it's getting other than when he does a uh uh Tarantino flick lately. You don't get the you don't hear the MFers anymore. I thought that he said him in the in the credit card commercials. I could be wrong. Oh, no, no. That's just what we want to hear. I'm just throwing that out there. Maybe I just hear that in my own mind when he's talking about the credit card. Sam Jackson's beer. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's huge news. This might actually breathe the life back into this series. You know, I was talking about this recently before this uh, news came out with a buddy of mine. And uh, I was just like, you know, Jigsaw just came out two years ago or whatever it was, three years ago, whatever it was. And it really tried to kind of do something a little bit different with it and kind of breathe new life back into it and it failed pretty miserably um it did enough to get another movie out of it but it didn't do well are we too close to that still are we too close to the original series that this is gonna is it gonna do well because that didn't i think it's gonna do fine right now the difference is two years ago when we made jigsaw we were not in the horror boom yet again right uh i I, and i can't stress how important that is uh it, it, the, the weird part is Jigsaw came out prior to It Chapter 1 coming out, which kind of sparked that, and then Get Out also. And then, of course, it was mastered and brought back completely by Halloween 2018, regardless of how you figure feel about it, Mike. It still was the catalyst to get us to where we are now, where they're talking about remaking every franchise. I agree. We're getting a new horror movie pretty much every month, which is great, and I'm not, and I'm not against any of it. I mean, even though I was in the middle of the road with Halloween 2018, seeing what it's provided for us is amazing. And now we're on the precipice of uh, It Chapter 2, which will be another huge one. And, I mean, we're ready to see uh, 
what's that one? They're uh, ready or not. Ready or not. That's oh, yeah. one of the ones we're ready to see, which is coming out in August. But like I said, every month we've gotten at least one new horror movie. I mean, this month, this past month in June, we had Child's Play, and then to kick off July, well, the end of June to kick into July, we had Annabelle. Right. You know, so, I mean, it's it's not like we're getting stuff. And we got Crawl coming out this upcoming week. Yeah. You want to know, I want to make a point here. You know, there's there's been several booms. Mm-hmm. You know, most people think the 80s and then they think the 90s. This boom is a little bit different. Those were all slasher movies. It was all the same kind uh-huh. of movie. What's different about this is there's a lot of different ideas being thrown out. Well, there was Dolls, a boom. slashers, psychological horrors. There's all kinds of stuff. But there was also the boom in the mid to late 2000s. You know, 2000, starting with, of course, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Yeah. And that was good. But then after that, you know, but it took a little longer. Because yeah. after that, we had the, the Friday the 13th remake, and we had the Nightmare on Elm Street remake to close out the decade. Not very strong. But in between there, you know, also Scream 4 came out in somewhere in that time frame as well. I would believe 2011. 2011, yeah. a little. But, that, you know, so everything was doing, they did this again, and then it petered off again, you know, because obviously some of them weren't didn't live up. But right now... A lot of them have lived up way better. I mean, Child's Play, uh, six months ago when we were talking about it, you know, when the shows first started, technically, that was the thing that was coming out, and uh, we were crapping all over it. And how horrible it was going to be. And I can't believe that they're doing this and they're making a mistake. And then we went and saw it and we enjoyed it immensely. I mean, it wasn't like the strongest rated. We, we, I gave it a six and a half. You gave it a six. But on top of that, we both gave it, when we were talking about grade, we gave it an A for entertaining because it was entertaining as all hell. And it was a different take in a good way. Like you understood the storyline. They explained the storyline to you. Right. And on top of that, it became a slasher movie when it kicked off. So, you know, you had about 45 minutes of story building and then 45 minutes of slasher movie. And I feel like that was great. Right. So it's not like they're making movies just for the sake of making them. They are hitting home runs right now. And now we're hearing about other franchises coming back and then also new ideas because like Ready or Not's a new idea. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see that. Crawl. I mean, it's an old take on a monster movie, you know, like a, a monster monster movie, but it's it's. It's still a new thing. Right. They're using something different. So we have all sorts of cool stuff coming out in the world of horror right now, and it's just a good time to be a horror fan. With that being said, it's a good time to hear from you, our listeners, as well. You know how to find us? Easy. Go to Facebook, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. While you're there, if you don't already, like the page. Uh, if you do like the page, can we ask you to rate and review that page as well? And also to share that with as many people as you can because we want to keep building a following. Also, you can speaking of following, you can follow us on Twitter at HorrorZone607. And remember on all of our social medias to join our conversation each and every week. Use the hashtag HZ607. Also, uh, jump in on the ground level now because things will be taking off as we progress forward on our YouTube page, HorrorZone607 on YouTube. Subscribe now so when things do start coming on regularly, you will already have that subscription and be notified. Sounds good, Rich. All right, so as he said, we're going to be taking our first break of the day. Uh, actually, I don't think you said that. No, but we are taking a break. We are going to yes. take a break, though. Uh, I, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Yes, there you go. But when we come back, we've got even more news. So stay tuned to Horror Zone 607.
Welcome back to The Zone. Before the break, we told you about all the biggest news, the biggest headlines in news, but we were not done. There is more news to discuss in the world of horror since last week. Uh, So next up on the list, you've all heard of American Horror Story. Everybody knows the American Horror Story on FX, right? You've seen it. I've seen it. Well, we've talked about this previously. There's a new season coming up. It's going to be the first week of September. I believe September 7th, I believe, is when it premieres, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, This one's going to be about a slasher. It's going to be called American Horror Story 1984. Everything's happening in 84, by the way. Yeah, I know. I know. All because of Stranger Things. Yeah, pretty much. We owe that to that. Um, But uh, one of the stars of the show since the very first season is Sarah Paulson. And uh, I think everybody just assumed that she was going to be coming back to star in this season. And uh, she will not be starring in it. And everybody assumed wrong. She I is know. not coming back for 1984. They didn't rule out her making a, like a cameo appearance. They just said that she will not be starring. Well, they did that with Dylan McDermott, too. Uh, he did a cameo appearance uh, the season after he left, which I, I want to say was Freak Show. It was the season he left the season. That was the season before was his last season. And in Freak Show, he makes a brief cameo. Yeah, there was one of them. He and then did. there was another. And then there was another. There's been another couple ones where they did cameos later on, and et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, it's not like we haven't changed characters before in the the world of American Horror Story, right? And it's not like American Horror Story is going to go away because Sarah Paulson's not coming back. I love Sarah Paulson. I think she's a great character. You know what? She's a great actress. I was but. so sick of her. I'm happy about this news. Yeah, I was going to say you were uh, starting to get tired of the Sarah Paulson. You know, I, and I, as much as I love uh, Jessica Lang, mm-hmm. I got tired of. Her her too but sarah paulson she was so over the top with the way she interpreted the characters the the season cult really did me in with her just oh the clowns oh the clowns i don't like clowns that overacting that tone that way she said that i was done with her done with her done with her done with her i couldn't even watch last season i started it i watched the first episode and i was like nope done couldn't stand her I've had it with her. So everybody, you're you're welcome to your own opinion. If everybody loves her, great. I don't. I think that this is going to be something because uh, uh, Evan Peters is also not coming back. Yeah, He's been yeah. involved with every other season as well. I think this is great. You know, talk about breathing new life into something. American Horror Story was getting stale with the same people playing oh, different absolutely. characters every year. This is going to be a new take on it. We're going to see something different. I mean, here's the thing. At first, that's what was making the show is that we we got a cool anthology series where every season's a different story and every every uh, season you have the same cast, but they play different characters. And that was a cool, interesting take. And now that we are in, what, season eight or nine? Is this eight or nine? Something, something like that. that. Uh, I, I don't. Rem- I was gonna say I don't remember the numbers because they don't number their seasons. I want to say it's nine. I, it, yeah, it's like I think it's, it's, it's eight or nine. It's eight or nine. Either way. Uh, so now that we're that far along, it's time to breathe some new breath in because if not, it's gonna get that slow dying. I.e., The Walking Dead. Yeah, and I know there's some Walking Dead fans out there that are like, but it's not dying. Well, the comic book just died, so yeah. so you, you never know. Although AMC, like we talked about a few weeks ago, is doubling down, and they're saying, hey, we're going to put out another spinoff, and yeah. we're going to be doing more shows, because we don't even think we've hit our stride yet. But then again, you know, that's what a TV company would say. There's some casting news about that money. today, too, oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. So. They, have some, they have some stuff going on, but once again... Uh, I, I tapped out in season six of The Walking Dead. Just don't let it I tapped out before I ever saw a single episode of yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, I don't know. 
I'm hoping that American Horror Story in 1984 is going to be a, a much better thing. I just got tired of seeing the same thing. It, it's gotten to the point where, oh, we can drop F-bombs on FX, so let's just have a lot of swearing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can have even more excessive violence on it. Let's just make some pointless violence, some some blood splattering, people getting their guts blown out and their heads blown off, just because we can now. To me, that's what it's become. It's it's become a big political statement, you know, which you know how I feel about that. I don't know. I, I want to see something different. I want to see something basic. Get to basics. Make this a slasher. Make well, it. Well, that's what they're. I think that's what they're going with. And if I not, hope so. If not, we've said it before. Instead, just watch Slasher season three. Yes. Or season one on uh, Netflix because that's where you can find both seasons ones through three. Two's yeah, it's kind worth of, it. Two's kind of eh. But what seasons one and three are both amazing. So check them out because if you want to, if, if American Horror Story sucks or even before that comes on, check it out because it's a real. It's it's not a quick quick watch. It's only eight episodes. Yeah, 16 if you watch both those seasons. Right. I would skip season two because I didn't listen to that warning. I watched season two. You did it finally see it? Yeah, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't It wasn't great either. That's how I felt about it, too. It was not It was definitely not seasons one or three. Right. And in order, I actually kind of, I, I think my favorite one was season three. Season one is just slightly behind. Sli- I told you that. Slightly. I, I knew you were going to feel that way because it was so good. So good, too. But Season yeah. three is amazing. So at least check out season three because you don't have to watch all of them because they're their anthology. own things. They're yeah. their, own, their own little stories. Uh, it was a lot of fun, though. So check that out. We I know we plug it a lot. We don't get paid by Netflix or Slasher, although the, the director and some stars of that show tend to like it when we post their stuff. So. Yeah. But we don't do it for any other reason than we're fans because we really do love that show. That's why we talk horror. Um, more news from Three from Hell. We finally got some uh, some release information. Wow! And did we? It was kind of an interesting release. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be premiering September sixteenth, seventeenth, and eighteenth in nearly eight hundred, or excuse me, nine hundred select theaters, and then it's going to be available on digital and VOD. Yeah, it's correct. And they're doing something interesting as they are uh, they're running the events through Fathom Events. Fathom Events is what's putting on this in these 900 theaters. Now, what? how are they doing this differently? So each day you get a different thing with going, per se. So here's how it works. On September 16th, moviegoers will see a special video introduction from Rob Zombie with the first 50 attendees at each theater receiving an exclusive posters while supplies last. On the 17th, audiences will be treated to a nearly 30-minute behind-the-scenes look at the making of the film. And on the 18th, moviegoers will experience the ultimate double feature, including Three from Hell and The Devil's Rejects. I think I'd want to go to the 16th and get the poster. Uh, that's that's what I was thinking as well. Uh, I do not have the listings because they're not up quite yet. Because tickets go on sale the uh, next Friday. Next Friday, the 13th. Yes, or the 19th. The 19th. Sorry. The 19th. Sorry. The 19th. So next Friday, July 19th, tickets will go on on sale and you can purchase tickets at fathomevents.com or the participating theater box office if they're showing it and the list will be provided there also you can check uh fathomevents.com to get a list of the participating theaters as well so hopefully one's near you if you're interested in seeing that if not the following week as you pointed out it will be on vod and on demand on digital too yeah it's on digital on demand yeah can't wait can't wait to see it um you a fan of j-horror uh yeah, I'm a big I'm a I was a big uh, fan of Ringu. I was a big fan of Juwan. I've been a big fan of a lot. See that uh, I always you remember I'm not big on possession and ghost stories, but for some reason I like the Japanese ones. And they're kind of uh, similar the two yeah, the main co- characters from yeah, yeah, yeah. the Ring and from from the Juwan movies. But there the was uh, what was what was that one movie? Uh, I think it was like Hotel. Uh, 
It was a hotel movie. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. I, I've seen it a couple times, and it was terrifying. Really? Yeah. I don't know that I know yeah, that yeah. I'd have to figure it out. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank because I worked all day, and I'm tired as hell right now. But, uh, yeah, there was a hotel one. I'll get the, uh, I'll get the information and put it up on our Facebook or Twitter because I can't remember off the top of my head. But, yeah, it was amazing, and it terrified the shit out of me. Now, mind you, I don't usually like those kind of movies because they're usually cheap jump scares. I talk about that all the time. It's kind of my detractor of Annabelle Comes Home, as we talked about last week. But that one, yeah. So I'll get the name of it for you guys online. And yeah, somebody's I'd be probably, to see that. Somebody's probably yelling it at the, the that whatever device they're listening to me on, like, it's this movie, you idiot. And you're probably <laughs> right. But yes, I enjoy J-Horror quite a bit. Well, we got some J-Horror news, and I'm glad you mentioned the two biggest ones that everybody knows the most here. So Juon, first of all, the Japanese version, the original version of what we in, here in the States know as The Grudge. Yes, right. Juon's getting a new series. It's going to be coming to Netflix. That's right. I heard about this. And uh, the creator of Juon is behind this series. He'll Always be directing good. it. As well as the fact that that's, it is going to come out the spring of 2020. Yep. As well as the Grudge movie. The remake of The Grudge will also be coming out in 2020 here in America. Yeah. So the American version of Juan, The Grudge, is getting a remake next year. We talked about this a few weeks ago. But yeah, that's coming out still. So we're going to get... It's like back-to-back. It's kind of like Child's Play. Child's Play had the new movie come out, and then we have the series coming out later this year, I do believe it was. If it ever... If (laughs) it ever... (laughs) A whole lot of news about it. It keeps getting past Putch Bat, but it's allegedly coming out later this year. And we've had other ones. uh, There's other movies of getting a series and a movie. So... Add you on technically to that list. I mean, I understand there's a difference. Uh, the tagline that they were saying, well, the pitch, synopsis pitch, was they were saying is that Juan was based on real events and see how twisted the real events are. And they're absolutely horrifying. That was the press release from Netflix when talking about the kinda, Juan series. Kinda digging that. I know. Kinda so they're, they're playing it as a real thing. So I, I, different I'm a spin fan. on it. I, I, I'm fine I, with that. I was not a fan. And I've said this before. And I know you're I know you like the grudge, didn't you? I liked all three of them. See, I'm I'm not a fan as much of the American version. I love Juan though. Juan is I love those too. Creepier. It's just way creepier. You know, it was. I think what I the part that I didn't like about it was they they basically just put a girl in makeup to to play. Oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on what her name was now. I haven't seen the movie in so long. Yeah, Anyways, whatever her name is, it doesn't matter at this point. But um, the American version, because of CGI and whatnot, which I'm not usually a fan of CGI, I prefer practical effects, but something about her, they made her look a little creepier to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one, you could tell you know, there wasn't anything really special that they did with her. But uh, I don't know. I, I love that series very much. I'm anxious to see what they do with it. I'm anxious to get more grudge. Um, but we mentioned that, you know, that there's not just the grudge, but... There's the ring and Ringu and whatnot. You know, the other big one that comes from Japan. Well, there is a new ring movie that's actually in Japanese theaters right now, and it's going to be coming here to the States. Uh, It's coming to the Fantasia Film Festival. It's called Sadako. Now, here in the States, we know the ring. Uh, We know Samara. Yes, yes. In the original version, the, the same character's name is Sadako. They've made, I don't know how many movies, there's been five or six different ones that featured her. There was even a crossover film, you know, with, with Sadako and uh, The Ring, but or excuse me, and with Juan. But uh, Sadako is the name of this movie, and uh, there's a trailer out on Bloody Disgusting right now. Pretty creepy looking, actually. Uh, I don't know, I kind of want to see this. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm big into it. I, like I said, I love Juwan quite a bit, way more than I liked uh, The Grudge. And I also like Ringu better than I like The Ring. Uh, the first Ring movie wasn't bad, don't get me wrong, but it just there's there's something about the original, and it was it was pretty uh, pretty pretty tight and pretty scary. You know, I watched them all together. Uh, our friend Luke, who's been on the show before and is one of our writers, um, he has pretty much every movie that's ever been made, no matter if it's an A movie or an F movie or a Z movie. He's got everything, and he did let me borrow the whole series, and I was kind of... There was a couple of them I thought were all right. There was a couple of them that were real stinkers. I really didn't like them. I didn't even understand what was going on. Um, I did prefer the Juan series. I, I thought those were excellent, but the Ring Ringu movies, I don't no, I wasn't a huge fan. But Sonico looks pretty good. So, oh yeah, it does. It looks, it looks, it looks interesting. We'll see. Uh, and then we got one more remake. This is not J horror, but it starts with the letter J. Uh, Jacob's Ladder has been remade, and uh, that's coming out. There's actually a trailer up for that. Rich, you actually showed me that before our show today. Absolutely. Uh, so the original Jacob. It looks like it kind of is just a modern twist on the original Jacob's Ladder. Uh, it, it looks really good. I, I I have to be honest. Watching the uh, trailer, you have the same vibes. Of course, it's a soldier that goes to war. He comes back. He thinks his brother's dead. And then his brother is there, and then he starts to. See what he describes as demons and, and monsters uh, chasing him around and it, things get weird. Uh, if you remember the original movie, Jacob's Ladder, which is a phenomenal movie based on a Stephen King book, it, it's it's phenomenal. And uh, I hope, I hope and hope and hope that the way it looks continues on and to, that it, this one is just as good. But just from the first trailer alone and my first look at it, it looks like it's staying true to it. I mean, obviously some cast changes and stuff and a little different situational changes. But for the most part, it looks like they're going to stay true to the uh, original. The formula. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. I've never actually, I'm embarrassed to say I've never seen the original one. You should see it. It's actually really good. Yeah, it's got Tim uh, Robbins Tim in it. Tim Robbins is in it. Yeah, and he does a phenomenal job. I won't give the twist ending to you since you haven't seen it. Okay, I appreciate there is a, that. There is a twist ending. And that's why I was kind of trying to bite my tongue because I wanted to go into the details of that. But yeah, I know earlier you said you hadn't seen the original. So after we see the original, maybe we can do a review on it so we can sure. talk about it. It is actually one of the better twist endings in a, in a horror movie. Oh. All it's right. not great. It's not, it's not April Fool's Day great. But it's actually pretty good. Okay. Uh, and you kind of sense, like, it's the weird part about it is once you start watching the movie, you kind of sense that that's what the, what's going on. But then you get out of it and you think, ah, no, no, that's not what's going to happen. And then it does. And then that's what happens. Oh. So it's kind of one of those where the whole time you kind of know what's going to go down. And some people have judged it by that. And I'm like, I still thought it was executed perfectly fine. Because once you're watching the movie, you get inundated with the movie and you're like, oh, man, you start to feel for the character. And then. Next thing you know, it, the ending comes and you're like, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Gotcha. It's one of those. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's all the news that I got. You got anything else you want to share with us this week, Rich? Um, well, actually, there was a, an interesting article that came up. I, I, I'm going to be out in the front and say that I have not seen, seen Midsommar. And I uh, know Mike has not either. Uh, the reasonings, and, and I, you can take the beating if you guys want to throw the beating at me, is, is it's not my kind of movie. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of The Wicker Man. And this movie feels very Wicker Man-ish to me. Uh, Hereditary, I like the movie. Uh, there were some things I didn't like about it. So Ari Aster is kind of one of those people that I'm, I'm not sure of. So it wasn't enough for me to go to the theater. I know that Rafe, who is one of the writers for our site and has been, has been on the show before, he absolutely loved this movie. 
So I, I don't know. Usually I don't agree with him on movies. Neither do I. So, Normally if it's something he absolutely loves like that, I feel the exact opposite. So I'm kind of not really interested in seeing it. I, I, that's why I haven't watched Hereditary but, up to but, this point. You know, the funny part is I also, and it's not just because of him, I'm just I'm just not a fan of that style of movie, you know. Yeah. Uh, I came out of my comfort zone for you and watched Annabelle Comes Home, and I was proven right about that movie, <laughs> which I'm like, I waste yeah. the time there. So I'm not coming out of my comfort zone for a while. I'll stick to my slashers and psychological thrillers and stay away from the haunted house ones until The Conjuring makes an Amityville movie or until the next Conjuring movie, which is coming out later this year, beginning of next year. I want to say it's next year. They're going to yeah. be filming soon. I knew they were coming into it soon. So anyways, I, I do like The Conjuring movies. So and, and before people jump on me, I also do the only possession movies that I do like. And I think I've said on the show before, but I'll go over real quick. The Exorcist, Poltergeist, uh, stuff like that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that stuff. But I'm usually in The Conjuring movies are pretty much the only ghost movies that I like. Ghost and Possession go together for me. It's just not my cup of tea. And neither is kind of like that Wicker Man kind of whatever. Anyways, that was a long roundabout way to get to where I'm going. So... It has gotten kind of hit hard as far as critics, and uh, it's very scoring very low, <laughs> and people are beating up on it, and basically they're beating up on it for the same reasons they beat up on Hereditary, and that is because of the ending of the movie. Uh, as you remember, Hereditary kind of ends on a fast-paced crescendo, and it's kind of strange. I mean, you haven't seen it, so I'm trying to dance around that, and for anybody at home, I'm not going to really give a spoiler, but it does end on this weird crescendo, and it's it's kind of an interesting take. I, I, I didn't feel satisfied with the ending in, in my own. It's kind of like iRobot. I loved iRobot, but I didn't. I just like, watched that today at lunch. Yeah, but I, didn't, I just don't like the ending of that movie. Like, it's a great movie up until the last 10 minutes. And I, I felt that way about Hereditary. It was a good story. It was progressing very well. Not really my cup of tea, but I was like, okay, it's, it's not horrible. And then the ending happened. I'm like, yeah, well, prove my not my cup of tea thing right. But that's just like, I, I don't crap on anybody because that's just my personal take. Midsommar's getting the same kind of response from people. And the thing is, Ari Aster had a very interesting take on people doing an interview. So he was doing an interview, and this is an exact quote from him, and I kind of want to just touch on this as we end the segment. He said that, I know that there are a lot of people who have responded to both films. I was with it until the end. The end of was too much. And all I can say is I'm just doing what I want to see. Now... On the surface, I'm glad. I, I, I praise any movie maker that's putting their vision out there, okay? And so I'm not going to, ooh, I almost dropped my phone. I, I'm, I'm not going to like bash him too hard about that comment. But at the same point in juncture, you, you have to understand that you're making movies for a studio and for a budget. And you kind of need the fans to be along and on board, too. So if what you want to see can kind of match up, and if you knew that was a problem after Hereditary... Why would you do that again, is right. my impression. It becomes like the M. Night Shyamalan syndrome, where everything had to end on, ooh, what a twist. And right. to the point that everybody walked away. And even though he has some great movies, some of them suffer from it. Because The Village is actually a really good damn movie until the end of the movie. Yeah. And then it just suffers from the twist. Um also, with that being said, Signs, I feel the same way. Signs is a great movie. Signs then, is really underrated. Signs except a, for the alien. Yeah, but Signs... <laughs> so, yeah, the, the CGI was not very good. But think about this. Signs, it's, let alone that. The Signs is a good movie. Great movie. And then you get to find out that the aliens are, are like damaged and killed by water. So they come to a planet where literally 70% of the planet is covered by water. And on top of that, it rains water from the sky. Like, that makes no sense for the twist. And then The Happening wasn't a good movie at all, and the twist of that was just stupid. 
But, you know, that's really where it got pigeonholed. We, we saw yeah. that time and time again. And I think Ari Aster's got to be careful because he's falling into that. If, if people start to think that, people aren't going to go see your movies. And if people don't go see your movies, you're not going to get to continue to make movies. So, on one hand, I applaud you for making movies that you want to see because I love original ideas. On the other hand, I'm like, hey, man, uh, even though you can make original ideas... You should like try to conform slightly, and right. I'm not saying whatever whatever people want, but go with a better logical ending. And once again, I have no skin in this game. I did see Hereditary; the ending wasn't for me. I won't go see Midsummer because I don't like the. I'm not a fan of that style of horror. And I after after Hereditary, and hearing then I heard all these things about how it ended. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to see this movie now. Right. That's just me. Wait until you can get it on Shutter or on HBO or yeah, something watch, where it's not going to cost you I'll anything. Watch it, I'll watch it when I can watch it on like a streaming thing and then do a review or something and on here and talk about it and give my own take. But I'm not going to pay and sit through a theater again. I did that for Hereditary and I, I just came out the other side going, Egh. I have a feeling it would be so painful for me to watch it that Dude, I don't know that I even want to watch honestly, it for free. Honestly, Hereditary is worth watch because the movie is really good. And then the ending, I, I just was, I checked out because I, I didn't like the ending. I wasn't a fan. Okay. I, I thought that you could have gone in a way better what play, way with that and turned that into a pretty decent franchise. Now, I understand if you don't want to turn into the franchise, that's fine. But at the same point in juncture, I, I just would have gone in a different direct. That's right. just personally me. Once again, I applaud him for making movies that he likes. And obviously, that movie got him to the table to do another one. Unfortunately, when you make the comment, all I can say is that I make what I want to see unfortunately for you uh the way hollywood works is people also want to have to want to see it and if you get into this niche market you're going to stop being able to make movies because until split i mean M. Light Shyamalan had to kind of go away if you think yeah. about it he went and he made avatar the last airbender <laughs> i mean and then on t- then after that he came back with split and hit a home run but then glass well, the village or i mean not the village uh, the visit that was pretty oh, good the visit too. Was pretty good. Yeah, that was a found footage one. Yeah, but that was different. So it was different, it was. and that's where he came he back. Switched. That's where he came back, and then he got split. And split was amazing. They were and both then, good movies. And then Glass, Glass, I, 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 I did didn't not like think that. Was good. I didn't like it at all. They they dropped the ball on the direction that that should have. Oh, been. absolutely, absolutely. I I once again though, that's why I'm forewarning. Ari Aster, just listen to me. Keep making good movies. Keep coming up with original thoughts. You have a market. You have a niche. You have people who like it. At the same time, though. Please don't make that comment again, because even if you do make things for yourself, you can't let the paying public know that because that will turn off a greater amount of people than you know. And I just look out for that. And like I said, I love original ideas, so keep them coming. Even if they're not for me, keep them coming because somebody likes them. And I just want to see him continue to make movies that he likes. But at the same time, hey, we got to kind of tone back on that. And if you're making mistakes and the audience is saying you're making mistakes, you should probably kind of get a correction in there. I agree. But uh, if you have a take on that, maybe you went and saw Midsommar and you loved it. You love Hereditary. You want to tell me why I should like it. If you want to tell me why I shouldn't listen to everybody else, that's fine. I would love to hear that because maybe you can change my opinion and make me actually excited to see that movie. Or if you want to talk about anything else we talked about here in the second segment or the first segment, you know how to find us. Facebook, HorrorZone607. Follow us on Twitter, at HorrorZone607. At HorrorZone wow, I almost messed that one up. And of course, use the hashtag HZ607 whenever you are joining our conversation here because we do want to hear from you guys all the time and uh, we're going to take a final break and when we come back we're going to do the talking horror segment and i think we're going to be talking about uh, a little show you might have heard of it it's it's on the netflix is it the netflix they call it the netflix yeah are people still netflixing and chilling 
Uh, apparently, I, I guess I hear it's the hip thing I, to do. I, I hear it is hip, and I, I this it's just a small, tiny show. This is an indie production. It's called Stranger Things. Oh, sounds weird. It is, but you know what? It's amazing, and it's Stranger Things season three. We're going to give you a little bit of our take on it when we come back. And just a, before we do take the break, a little forewarning here: if you haven't seen uh, season three yet, we're probably going to have a few spoilers as we talk about it. So be careful. Yeah, I was going to say we don't try to go spoiler heavy. However, there probably will be a few spoilers. I don't see how we're not going to get around some of them. So therefore, there is going to be a spoiler alert. But I promise we won't go overboard uh there yeah so when we come back we'll give you another warning anyway so we'll be right back Welcome back to the zone, and it's time to talk some horror. Well, I mean, we talked horror the whole time, but it's time for the segment that we like to call talking horror. Huh? Look Boom. at that. Look at that. Look at how creative I am. You uh, are creative. You're the one that came up with this. You were you were the first and only person to ever think of this, I'm sure. Lulzies. Anyways. <laughs> uh, now, you know what? I feel like having a lot of fun because you know what is a lot of fun? Stranger Things. Stranger Things season, season three hit July 4th, Independence Day here in the United States of America, and it couldn't have come to a bigger, bigger audience. Like I said before... Almost 47 million people had tuned into at least some of the episodes. And 18.2 million people by Netflix's numbers through the weekend had already completed the episode, uh, all episodes, all eight of them. Michael was one of them. <laughs> I had it done within 24 hours, and I'm I purposely sure. walked away from it so I could spread it out. I'm sure. So, uh, let's, let's first of all, let's dive into the certain things. First of all, spoiler alert on right now. We, once again, we don't like to talk huge spoilers on this show, but there will be some spoilers because there's no way you can talk about season three and not give some of them away to, to do it justice, to give a good review on why people should watch it. Also... Uh, so if you haven't seen it and you plan on seeing it and you care about being spoiled, you might want to tune out. Stop it right now and then come back to us later. But before you do that, we just also want to plug that if you would like to see Mike's written review, it is on 8122productions.com under HZ art, uh, HC607 articles. Uh, that's up now. It's pretty awesome. Uh, it's a great review. We'll Thank get you. into that in a, in a minute. But that's where you can see that. So anybody who's listening or is going to stop, once you watch it, go ahead and uh, check that out as well. But spoilers are on, so that way we don't we don't ruin anything because we don't like to be those guys. Yeah, we don't want to be them. Sometimes we, we cheer for the villains, but we don't want to be the villains. 
Sometimes I do. Well, yeah, but I mean, the spoiler villain. Nobody who doesn't wa- want to turn heel? Nobody wants to be the asshole who spoils I want to drop the leg drop on Macho Man Randy Savage. That's what I want to do. But I'm just saying, think about it. Nobody wants to be... Well, I mean, actually, actually that's a lie. Some people do want to be the asshole yeah. who spoils things. Trolls. Uh, yes, I hate that. But, I know, I do too. But we don't like to be those people. Other villains, yes, we do. So... Let's jump right in. So, Michael, you watched it before I did because yeah. you got to see it. You watched it right on July 4th, didn't you? Yeah, I actually was up not feeling very well. I uh, had a hard time sleeping, and it was really hot on top of that. So I just got up, went out on my couch, tried to sleep there, couldn't sleep. And I was like, oh, it's it's 4 a.m. Stranger Things is probably out by now and put on the first episode of it. Is that pretty awesome? So... Uh, how do you think it progressed? Go ahead. We'll, we'll start there. Uh, what was your big takeaways leading into the whole season? How, how did you feel about it? Where did, did it offend you that there was smoking in this episode? Oh, my God. In Burger King and anything else. Yeah. You know, I'm offended that it took place in the 80s. I'm offended that it had uh, kids in it. I'm offended wanna, that it was a show. I had to, I had to point out the fact that there is, it was a, a lot of offensiveness of, of characters smoking on the show. To yeah. the point that Netflix is now considering not having smoking in any of their shows. Dumb. Which I thought People was... People need to find other was, things to complain I was, about. I just wanted to throw the fake outrage in there. which was kind of ridiculous. But anyways, Mike... It picks pretty much it picks right back up where season two kind of left off. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, it it takes place in I don't know if it's I think but it's the following summer. It's nineteen eighty five. Yeah, now, it's nineteen eighty five. So we, we get new Coke. Yes, yeah, there we was new, new Coke, Coke. and it, you can buy new Coke in the stores if you find the collectors nineteen eighty five Cokes that they put out for, for Stranger a limited Things time only. for a limited time only. Uh, I got one for my uh, stepson. I took a you know I've been on the diet, but I took a couple sips. Boy, did it bring me back to drinking new Coke. <laughs> I don't even remember what it tasted like. No, was, I do. It's, a, it's, it's almost four years ago. It hit my lips, and and it, it was it was interesting huh? because it still was around after that. I mean, mind you, in 1985, I was only like two years old, but uh, in the 90s, it, it was still around. Actually, I think they stopped selling it in the mid 90s. Probably so with I remember, like Crystal Pepsi. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, when that came back, I tried that. That was a lot. I, that's a lot better. I remember Crystal Pepsi. Uh, I love it. I, I thought I was like drinking slime. When oh, I drink that's it. that's that's just you. Ugh, no good. No you bueno. Hate everything that's good in life, especially Halloween twenty eighteen. Now you know I, I got to say you know I loved episode or excuse me season one. I think everybody did universally. You know that that show came out of nowhere, and it started this trend of let's make everything in the nineteen eighties. You know, so you know it did really well. It hooked me instantly when I watched the first season. It's actually the only season I actually went back and watched. I believe three times. I want to say thank you to Stranger Things. This got Freddy Krueger on the Goldbergs. It got yeah. It got it got, it got 1980s culture back out there. It and really I, did. As a person who was born in the 1980s, I enjoy that. So you know, season one, it was all about the Demogorgon. Um, you know this this monster that was you know chasing these kids around. It was pulling people into this upside down world. Uh, we meet L, short for Eleven. She's the only one that can really do anything. She's the one that opened up the portal in the first place because they were using her powers again, you know, to, to do these things. But um, you know, the show was outstanding. It really sucked me in. Episode, or excuse me, season two. I was less of a fan of it. Um, I didn't think it lived up to the hype as the first season. So I was a little bit nervous going into season three. And man, did this knock this out of the park. This was the best season of the three. It was better than season one, in my opinion. Um, and it was different. It was oh, different. Yeah. There was there was here's the first spoiler. Other than you've got Russians that are using some sort of machine to try to rip back open this portal that Eleven closed at the end of season two, there was no upside down, and I didn't expect that. It, it was there, but it, you didn't see it. They didn't go into that world. There wasn't really an upside down. 
Um, but basically what happened was in the second season, there was this giant funnel-like tornado-looking, octopus-looking creature that they called the Mind Flayer. Um, so you had the Demogorgon in season one, you had the Mind Flayer in season two. Um, Eleven beats it. But when they get it out of Will who in the first two seasons is really the center of the you know what these creatures are attacking. Yeah. Um, there was a little bit that they got out of him that uh, stayed in our world. And that thing is growing in size. It's using human beings and it's growing in size and becoming a different kind of a monster. It's, I guess they still call it the Mind Flayer this season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah they do make reference to it as a Mind Flayer. Yeah. But it was a completely different type of monster. They, they Basically, what created this monster was like a, um, it was like an homage to the Blob. Yeah, that, I agree with that. And the show's big on that, showing yeah. those homages. You know, there was a lot of the thing involved with it too. I, I uh-huh. thought they actually mentioned the thing. Yeah, I think that I think they did a very good job paying homage to uh, the movies that would be close knit to that. They right. did good, they did a great job in this one. So what I liked about this one is there was a lot of suspense. There there was more comedy this season, which is really my only negative um thing that i could say about it and, it and it's not much i liked the comedy it was just there was a, there was a lot of points it was in every episode that there was more comedy with it and uh it kind of got silly at points and i was kind of like okay this is just dumb it doesn't really fit in they're just trying to be funny and it's you know whatever let's get serious here uh but that's really my only my only negative thing that i could really say about the season you know what's funny you'd have to dig for that because i was all right with the comedy <laughs> in most of it i was too it just it seemed a little silly and a little bit too much at times um, cause it was all, there was like four or five different stories kind of going on Char- you know, one set of characters are doing this. Another set of characters are doing this. Another set is doing this. And it was just like, there was comedy in all of it, but, uh, the suspense and the buildup of the creature was, was by far the best of it all three seasons. I loved the slow burn before you even see what this thing is. I think it was the seventh episode before they even yeah, showed what yeah. it was. I was going to say, it was, it was good time, a good pouring into it because I did see that. Uh, I, I have not watched the last episode. Uh, reasons being that uh, I was told that I would be in a, as an emotional roller coaster and I would be a mess. And uh, after finding out what happened, I went, good choice by me not to watch it. I don't know. I just didn't want to go there. After Endgame this year, I, I, I'm kind of, I, I don't want to be the emotional wreck. <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to give away what happens, but the last episode I, is a very uh, big emotional. emotional roller coaster. Yeah, and that's the one thing I didn't see coming. When I was watching oh, that no. episode, first of all, let's just flash forward or fast forward excuse me to uh to episode eight which is the last episode this season first of all when the characters finally all come together because the entire season again you've got one group doing one thing one group doing another one group doing another one group doing another and they kind of finally all come back together in this last episode then they fight this creature which is enormous by the time they fight it and again we're not going to explain how it becomes what it becomes but um this thing's enormous and the fight was phenomenal best fight best action in all of the seasons in my opinion no i agree with you i agree with you from what i like i said once again what i read it sounded very good that's right you haven't seen even that yeah i know you need because the fight is amazing here's the thing i'm gonna have to break down and watch it i just i I, i've had a i've had a long couple weeks here and i'm like man i don't need an emotional roller coaster to put me over the edge as well so i will i promise i will watch it i do know what happens though that's why i'm not really worried about talking about it and uh, I'm, I'm comfortable being like, wow, that sounds amazing without having to be in tears myself. Right. Just throwing it out there. Well, it starts uh, so with it does, that battle. It does. I was going to say, it, it does end. 
the season ends on a very somber note. It did. Which is not a bad. It's not a bad thing, actually. It, it, for the storyline purposes, it sounded amazing. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, you know, it's, I'm not a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. Watching that, it took every ounce of my being to not break down and start crying watching that episode. It was devastating. Did you at least tear up? I my eyes welled up with tears, and I yeah. know Ron. Ron r- cried. Ron, Ron cried. Openly cried. He admits to that. That's that's. Yeah. And I and I, I understand. I'm I, I'm with Ron. I probably would openly cry. I wouldn't even care. Yeah, it I wouldn't was... care. That's why. That's why I'm not. Why, and it's not being anything about being a man. Because trust me, I I cry during a lot of things. I'm man enough to admit that I, I almost I, did. I, I was gonna say I'm man <laughs> enough to admit that during Avengers Endgame, I cried like three times during that movie. Like not like bald, but like tears streaming down my face choked up crying and that's why i said i am not ready for an emotional roller coaster because that was only a cup like two months ago yeah and now i'm like oh i gotta do this again now see that movie the ending didn't really do anything it to wasn't me. just the ending though but there i'm not a, a marvel of, fan there's a bunch of stuff man i don't know end game man there's a bunch of stuff and i don't want to go into spoil well i'm sure everybody's seen it but we're just not going to spoilers there's three times in that movie where i'm like oh. yeah i could see where that the would worst, have been the, the case, worst the worst of it's the cheeseburgers line yeah. No, I'm being serious. It's, yeah. it's bad. I, I, we'll talk about it off air because I don't. Once again, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who potentially right. has not seen Avengers Endgame. But if that didn't do anything for me, and again, I'm not as emotionally invested with the Marvel universe. I've made that clear. But uh, this got me. It really, really got me. There were several things that happened. As it should. Yeah. As it should. And, and one other thing, and this is, I'm not going to spoil what happens. There's a letter that one of the characters writes to another character. That scene wrecked me. Wrecked me. Like, I haven't been since, I don't know, maybe since Forrest Gump. (laughs) Maybe since Philadelphia. Took it back to JNA. Yeah. Maybe since Philadelphia. I mean, it it absolutely wrecked me. And it was was well done, well executed, and man, did it tug at the heartstrings. It it was heartbreaking, devastating, and it works. It worked. And it definitely set up, you know, events that, will come in the future now there was actually a rumor on on a couple of different sites i saw today and i've heard this recently there was supposed to be five seasons in total that they were going to do the rumor is now they're not netflix is going to be canceling it after season four um but uh the duffer brothers who are the people that created the show actually did have a little bit of a spoiler not not really a spoiler but they mentioned where they 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 teased i guess is the right word where season four is going to go um, you can see that on if, if you've watched the uh, season. I, I'd i be giving away something huge if I told you what it is, but they kind of have a direction that they want to go. I'm really, really hoping that it's not going to be the last season of it, especially after this. I cannot wait to see more. I, I don't want to see. I, I don't want it to end at five seasons. Here's here's my problem. I understand that they wrote a five-season arc, which I think it should get all five seasons. And here's why. Because strictly, strictly financial, this has got to be the biggest hit for Netflix. I.e., if since July 4th, from July 4th, and I, this is from Monday, so now we record on Wednesdays. This show comes out late Wednesday night. You know, a lot of you probably don't hear until Thursday. But um, since on Monday was where I got the numbers. So Monday, because they did it like a theater number pretty much. So from July 4th, which was Thursday to Monday, it had been watched almost by 47 million people. 47 million people at least tuned in and watched a episode, if not more. 18.2 million people watched the entire eight episodes by Monday. Right. If you don't think that those numbers, those are gigantic numbers. We did the math. And let's say, think about it this way. If you said that 47 million households, by the way, this is households, it's not people. I should point that out. 47 million households. God knows how many people are in the house, how many people are watching together. I'm sure people did watch parties. So 47 million, if you take that and just make it people, 
At 47 million. Actually, we'll drop it back. We'll, we'll drop it back to 46 because it wasn't quite 47. It was like 47.2 or 47. No, it was 47.7. So it was closer to 40, 46.7, I should say. But anyways, let's drop it back to 46 to be fair. So at 46 million, let's say how just say households as people instead of households because we don't we can't count many people in there. If 46 million people went to the movie theater to see this as a movie and paid an average of $10 and I know somebody's going to be like, "Rich, are you crazy? It's more than $10 to go to the movies." And you're right. And an average of $10 will say that is $460 million that it would have made in the box office, which would have smashed every single record out there. And that's individual. And that's individual. Households are what, an average of three to four people? Yeah, absolutely. Once again, maybe not all four people in the house are watching the show. So we don't know. You can't get a copyright right. out. But if, if if watching one episode of this equal to one movie ticket by one person, which once again, it could be absolutely nuts from that. Even if you take the 18.2 who watched all eight episodes. Right. 18.2 million, 18.2 million households. Once again, that could be that number could be as high as 100 million people. Because up to four people a house or five people and watch parties and all that happy jazz. But we'll say if it's people, that's still $180.2 million, which is a phenomenal movie opening. Oh, yeah. A phenomenal movie opening. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you right now, people would kill for that. Spider-Man didn't get that much. Nah, I know. Uh, Avengers, Probably because people were home Avengers, watching Stranger <laughs> Things. Avengers Endgame. Well, also, you're going up against 4th of July. And think about this. They slayed going up against the 4th of July weekend here in the States. Yeah. Slayed. If you guys don't understand how, if you're not from the States or our overseas listeners, 4th of July is a big time of year here. Not only do we celebrate Independence Day or, you know, our independence, but it's it's a time where a lot of people get the a long weekend off and everybody barbecues, cooks, goes camping, goes to lakes, goes, you know, it, it, it's amazing. It's actually kind of cool. And uh, so there's a ton of stuff going on and I had a ton of stuff going on. I know you had some stuff too. going on. And it's just like, it's... It, th- if you squeeze it in, that means you had to squeeze it in. You had to try. Like, it's a phenomenal that that happened on this weekend because Spider-Man only did 70-some million, 78 million, 80 million, something like that, in here in the States. You know, you can start counting China's numbers because it came out in China a week early, and it's already slayed. It's already like 300 million. But yeah. that's because worldwide numbers are different. But for Netflix, man, this is a solid hit, so I don't understand why they would even be talking about canceling after season four. Well, here's the thing with it. Uh, I guess what they wanted all along. Now, first of all, I think that they want to go out on a high note. They don't want it to start declining where people are kind of rolling their eyes. Oh, that's coming back for another season why why don't they just end it i think they they that was point number one that they're making they just want to go out on a high note so it doesn't ever go downhill the other thing that i read in the article one of the articles that i read uh anyway their reasoning behind it was they want to make a show about kids fighting monsters they don't want to make a show about young adults fighting monsters and let's face it these kids their voices are changing most of them are about 15 16 17 years old at this point um, you know, if there's going to be a year and a half in between seasons or two years in between the seasons, these kids are going to be in their 20s pretty soon, and it's not going to be the same. Yeah, but at the same time, these kids are exceptional actors, too. They are. I mean, they're making stars. Like, all of them are doing big things. I mean, it just came out today that Millie Bobby Brown is reportedly joining the cast of Marvel's Eternals. Okay. And she was in Godzilla, King of Monsters, to the point that it looks like she'll be making a comeback in Godzilla versus King Kong. I already year. saw that she's confirmed to yeah. be in it. So. so, but that she was a huge part of Godzilla, King of Monsters. I love that movie because I'm a big Godzilla fan. I got a poster sitting across from us of that movie. Uh, speaking of which, but still, she was the best part of that movie outside the damn monsters. Yeah, and it, it 
why? Why would? Uh, and first of all, it's only going five seasons, anyways. What's the difference between the seasons? So Netflix is willing to drop money on the ground for something stupid. Not to mention, not to mention, they lost the Marvel contract. They lost all the Disney contracts because of Disney Plus. Right. So why would you take your biggest hit when the other stuff that was guaranteed to you is gone? Yeah, maybe it'll change. Gone. Maybe it'll change. I mean, I, again, I hope that they at least go a fifth season. I don't know. I don't want. I to get go, wanting to go out on a high note. Listen, but. I don't want to see it go past five because the writers have already said that they wrote a five season arc. Let's go five seasons. Let's give us what forty episodes because I think there are only eight. Well, episodes if there is season. five, then you know that they've written or that they've imagined up. Now you're cramming everything into eight episodes. What's supposed to be sixteen or seventeen episodes is all going to get crammed into one. We know how that turns yeah. out. Or, or you know what you do? You know the axe is coming, so you're just like, okay, well, we're going to be doing thirteen episodes or fourteen episodes, right? Just to be like, okay, if the axe is coming, maybe we can't do all sixteen, but be like, okay, well, you're forcing our hand, so we're going to force yours, right? And then what you do? Okay, so then we won't make it. Maybe they'll try to trick us, and it'll be season four, part one, and then part two. <laughs> part two, they're both but, eight episodes. I, mean, I hope, I hope if that that's what happens, and the creators have to do something like that. Yeah, get tricky because I want to see it. And I do too. Here's the other problem with Netflix doing that shit: is you're going to run a lot of people away, man. So I, if I'm Netflix right now, staring down the barrel of Disney Plus, hey Netflix, here's your cue. The highest grossing thing on your channel, you need to keep going until the fifth season. Well, Once again, know, I don't think to drag it out past that because the writers didn't write past that. Right. Let's bring it to its proper conclusion. Let's give it two more seasons because, like I said, you're staring down the barrel of Disney+. Plus. Right. Well, there's uh, apparently a couple other streaming services that are going to come to try Warner to compete. Media. Yeah. Well, that, uh, AT&T's got one coming. Called? HBO's got Sorry, one coming. No, no, no. Warner Media is called HBO Max. That's the one. Warner Media There's streaming is called HBO Max. And NBC has something and they're talking, too. HBO Max is talking about relaunching TGIF. Did you hear about that? We just I talk, did. We talked about this on the Three Fat Nerds podcast this week. They're thinking about relaunching like step-by-step step, Family Matters. The only one they can't relaunch is Full House because Netflix already has Fuller House. Yeah. But outside of that, they're talking Family Matters, step-by-step, step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, stuff like that. Uh, also, I think, uh, was it, uh, Perfect Strangers was on that list. Oh, Balky. Yeah, yeah, the return of Balky. So, I mean, they're th- talking about relaunching TGIF on this HBO. Now, Warner Media has officially called it, it's going to be HBO Max. Right, but That's NBC has something else coming, too, and mm-hmm. they actually are pulling friends from Netflix, which is like their biggest thing, one of, one of the biggest things. It's a massive, massive millions and millions and millions, tens of millions of dollars that that um, Netflix is paying for this thing, and they're pulling it. it it's one of their most popular things that's on there, and uh, they're gonna. They want to come in and they want to actually compete to try to knock Netflix back down to earth. So again, if Stranger Things is your biggest thing, and I'd like to say Thirteen Reasons Why did really well actually, too. Actually, but actually, uh, Friends is getting pulled to go to HBO Max. I knew it was one Warner, of them. Warner Media sets HBO Max's name of streaming service, and it will include all episodes of Friends exclusively. Yeah, there was some other streaming service, too, that's going to be competing with that and Netflix. There was two of them in particular. I read it really quickly. but um, Just throwing out, and I know we don't do this. This is more of the stuff we do on 3 Fat Nerds Podcast, so if you guys want to check out uh, what we do there, I always, you know, search 3 Fat Nerds because that's the other podcast I host and I'm on. But uh, according to Variety, uh, HBO Max not only will have Friends, it will also launch in the spring of 2020 with some 10,000 thousand hours of content uh, including all episodes of the 90s hit friends uh it looks like they're uh, under a new deal with warner brothers uh television hbo max will have exclusive streaming rights to launch friends and then the tgif announcements in there uh there's a bunch of other stuff that they're doing but of course this is all coming up because in i think it's october november disney plus launches right you know it's 
I don't know. You know, again, as I was, you know, just getting ready to say, 13 Reasons Why was a huge hit, but the second season was not good. It, it really wasn't good. It didn't get oh, nearly yeah. as good, yeah. you know. They're coming back with a third season. I don't well, know how they're going to do Netflix it. Netflix has a bunch of great hits. Let's be honest. I mean, Netflix, Fuller House did well when they brought it back. Um, second season, it's a juggernaut. The second season didn't do as well. Uh, of course, Orange is the New Black did amazingly well. Right. I think that's done, It's right? a juggernaut of a product. You know, let's face it. But this is your big – I'm going to go out on a limb – Stranger Things is the best show on all of television. That is my Curly. opinion. Currently, I would agree. I would and that's agree. not just on streaming devices. That's all of TV. I, I, best I'm show not gonna on dis- TV. I'm not going to disagree with you. And and after season three, it retains that title. I mean, just, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you had good comedy, even though it was a little bit too much for me. You have some of the best characters and most well-developed and uh, evolved characters, especially Steve. Great from what he started oh, yeah. out. Oh yeah, you know you, you've got this you, evolution. You went from not caring about that character to probably one of the most loved characters on the entire show. He really is. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that Dustin was probably the most popular one after season one, but Steve is right up there. But I think he is. You're getting these newer characters that are coming in too. You know, like um, I believe her name was Robin uh, is the girl that's with him in this the yeah. love interest yeah, yeah, this yeah, time, yeah. and uh, she was great. Oh, Turns yeah. out that's Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman's daughter. I yeah, didn't know that. I, I I heard about that after too. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. She did a great job. I mean, once again though, like I said, you have all these actors who are amazing. I don't care about their age. They're they're amazing actors. I mean, you can't say enough about Millie Bobby Brown. She's she was a fantastic, phenomenal actress. Not not just in Stranger Things. She's a phenomenal actress. Period. Right. Like lock her up to get her in contract so she can't go anywhere. Right. Like I, I, that's just my take. I don't know. I agree, but, but I mean, you just had everything working in this season. It, it was done, executed to perfection. You know, with a score. I think that it, by now, anybody that reads my reviews, anybody that listens to the show when I give a review, I generally, I feel like I'm being fair with my scores, but I'm, I'm a tough critic. You know, I score things diff, you know, with with a difficult curve. On he does. Them. He does. Um. I, I, I don't even know what my best score might be. Maybe an 8 out of 10 on some, seven and a half. 8 out of 10 is usually about as high as I go. Stranger Things Season 3, read my review. I will give the spoiler right now at the end of it. I scored this a 9 out of 10, which nine is amazing. Out of 10. Amazing. I, when I saw the 9 out of 10, I went, holy crap. Yeah, I did too. That's reserved for like it. The Shining. That's reserved. Like for you, like whenever you talk to me about movies that are like 9 out of 10, not just shows, but movies. It is movies, the classics. Like, like Halloween, the original Halloween's in yep. that realm. Uh, the Shining's in that realm for you. I, like I know. Rosemary's from, Baby, I, I probably I was gonna get say, that. Just, just for the knowing, Omen. Just from knowing. Think about it, That's rarefied air. Yeah. Like you have to be a classic. So for you to say this season was 9 out of 10 is phenomenal. Yeah, this, this may be the best season of any show I've ever watched. And I mean that. I really, really mean that. I think it might have been the best season of any television show I have ever watched. It watched... It, it was different. The other two seasons, it felt like I was watching a TV show. This one felt like I was watching a movie. You know, it was it was like an eight-hour movie, and it was just executed to perfection. It was worth the delay, because there was a bigger gap between season two and three than there was between one and two, and everybody was like, come on, where is it? Come on, where is it? Now I get why they did it. These guys know what they're doing, and they nailed it. Well, Mike, I can't agree with you more. I think that it's 9 out of 10 is definitely a fair grade for this season. The season was one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. Uh, this, this series 
is one of the best series I've ever seen. Uh, I put it up there in the rarefied air. I mean, obviously we have to get to the conclusion, but I put it up there with you know the series like The Wire and Breaking Bad as far as being amazing series, uh, which is it can't miss, which, which is pretty amazing. And that's even with season two for me was also like you was kind of hit or miss. It was kind of eh, in the middle because some parts of it were really good and some parts weren't as as good. I felt like they were running was, out of material in the yeah, second season. One. Season one was amazing and season three was phenomenal. Uh, which means it comes up, but even the wire had a had a, 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 a season and same, same as Breaking Bad. But uh, thing, you know, if you want to check out that uh, review once again, you can check out the full written review, and that has definitely got a little more spoilers in it because it's a written review. Uh, not yeah, so not much, it's just a little but, bit. I was more specific with yeah, yeah. what I said than we're yeah. talking about. Well, once again, because you have to go out of your way if you want right. to read it. So therefore, so therefore, it has a little more. Eight one two two productions dot com. That is under the horror zone six oh seven page, and the the button is actually HZ six oh seven articles, and you can find that review and many other reviews that Mike C here has done, as well as you can stream and download all of our shows right from there. So you can go back to our first episode for, on 8122 Productions, which was actually episode two, and you can hear our interview with Courtney Gaines, who we'll be getting to talk to again real soon on October 4th and 5th at uh, Sci-Fi Horror Fest in Oneonta, New York. So uh, go back and listen to that and listen to some of the other stuff and also listen to last week's uh, show because that was pretty awesome too. A lot of our shows are awesome, but you can find them all right there. Also, while you're there, you can check out all things 8122 Productions, and that includes the 3 Fat Nerds Podcast and 3FN Wrestling. Both have pages there and you can stream and download our shows from there as well and there's articles and all sorts of crazy stuff and you can visit our friends of the show page and you can visit our sponsors page and all sorts of crazy stuff at 8122productions.com of course we want to hear from you guys all the time and the way that we hear from you is on social media and uh Facebook, once again, HorrorZone607 on Facebook. Make sure if you don't already to like that page. If you do like the page, hey, take it a step further, rate, review, and share that page so you can help us out in gaining more of momentum and more people and listenership. And also follow us on Twitter at HorrorZone607. And uh, while you're there, you can use the hashtag HZ607 to join the conversation because we like to hear from you and we like to interact with you as much as possible. Once again, go ahead and subscribe to our channel on YouTube Horror Zone 607. Wow, it's getting repetitive, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think it's good that we got all of these. But anyways, Horror Zone 607 on YouTube. Subscribe now so when we start putting out more and more stuff, you will be notified automatically. Also, on a side note, uh, the uh, Three Fat Nerds for wrestling, for 3FN Wrestling, we are actually having a watch-along party here at Dragon Master Games, where our studio is at, in Binghamton, New York. So if you're in the 607 and you're a wrestling fan, this Saturday, uh, we will be watching... We have two screens. We will be watching uh, Evolve's uh, 131, or their 10th anniversary show. It's Evolve 131. That will be on the WWE Network. And on the other screen, we will be watching AEW's Fight for the Fallen, their big, uh, their next pay-per-view or event, if you will, from Jacksonville, Florida. They're on at the same time. They're going head-to-head. But you don't have to choose. If you come down here to Dragon Master Games, you can watch on both screens. So that's at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. Go ahead. Oh, there is no fee to come watch all you have to do is bring your own drinks and snacks because we are not providing them so uh we we're bringing the free stuff so i just wanted to throw that out there in case there's any wrestling fans that listen to the show and live in the 607 we're more than welcome to have you guys if not uh you know the offer still stands if you want to travel <laughs> uh outside of that i uh pretty soon here i'm gonna let the cat out of the bag on this show first pretty soon we will be having horror zone 607 shirts 
I'm Ooh. in the process of getting them made. So uh, there will be a post in the very near future when we get some shirts done and get them made uh, that uh, you can order shirts. And uh, we'll be making them to sizes. So if uh, when you see the post, if you want to support us, um, we'll make them, we're going to make them as cheap as possible because we would like to get them out there. But on top of that, it does help us. It does support this cause. It does support this podcast. So uh, when we announce it on our Facebook and Twitter pages, hey, we'll give you uh, all the means to get a Horizon 607 shirt. If you are one of our Algerian listeners, you might have to pay a lot in shipping. But if you're here in the continental United States, it's more doable. But <laughs> uh, as long as you're paying the shipping, I will, I will more than happily send it to Algeria if we're still big in Algeria. We'll have to check into that. I have to look up it up again. They haven't sent me a notification recently. Huh. I'll bet that we've moved up to like 312. Uh, quite possibly. Quite that's, possibly. That'd be my guess. And once again, we thank all of our Algerian listeners and any other person that's listening around the world. We do have a few listeners uh, all over the world because I get to see those matrix, uh, if you will. So thank you guys. And then, of course, for our fans here in the States, it's a lot easier to get you guys shipping. And everybody overseas knows that as well. It's kind of it's <laughs> sometimes that shipping cost sucks. But if you will pay the shipping cost, I have no problem sending you a shirt. All right, sounds good. Well, that is just about it for this week. Uh, we do want to thank all of you listeners every week for downloading the show, listening to us, and supporting us. I do want to send a quick shout out. Uh, you know, I, I like to thank people that deserve to be thanked. You know, I thanked Rich. He still hasn't forgiven me for that. But I do want to send a big special shout out. We've done it before. Ken M from the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour, hashtag ODPH. Ken has been relentlessly bombarding Twitter. People, anybody that asks, you got a you got a podcast that is a suggestion. Ken lists his show, our show, uh, three fat nerds, three fat nerds wrestling. He he advertises these things anytime anybody asks, along with other ones that we've gotten to be friends with through Twitter. Uh, so Ken, thank you. You're the reason that we have this show. You're the reason that I'm even doing a podcast. You're the reason our Twitter has doubled in, in size and followers in just the last like week or two. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything you've ever done for us and everything you continue to do. You are a blessing, and uh, we love you, man. Uh, but, uh, again, that's going to be the show for this week. Uh, thank you guys again for listening, and we will be back in the studio next week talking more horror and giving you the biggest horror movie news. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.